So it's almost been a month since the last episode and all I have to say is I'm sorry. I know I said I would either do weekly or bi-weekly episodes but you know <laughs> I'm a busy guy. Um, I've got school to f- focus on, I have work to do, and I also have friends I need to focus on because I'm just so popular. Everyone just loves talking to me. But okay, now that I have that apology to scratch off my bucket list, um, let's go ahead and introduce today's episode. to Dumb But Sexy. I'm your host, Thera Hay, and I am, in fact, a gift from the people high above. And Athena, the goddess of wisdom, is indeed my godly parent. Yeah. So from that alone, you can assume or infer that I am, in fact, smart, hot, funny, And the whole package, really. (laughs) Anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. How are you guys doing on this fine and dandy day? I hope you're doing well, because I sure am not. Do you know why? Well, of course you don't. And I'll explain to you guys right here, right now. So from even before the intro music began, you guys heard my apology. (laughs) It was great, wasn't it? YouTubers wish they were me, because I sounded so genuine so raw, and so defenseless. Okay, let me get back on track, because as you may have noticed, I've been gone for quite some time, and I'll explain myself. Yes, I had schoolwork I needed to focus on, but that's not the main reason. Yes, I had work, but that's not the reason, because I don't work on the days I film the podcast. And finally, Yes, I do go out with friends nearly every day I'm free, so in a sense, you can say that is the reason, but it isn't the main one. So let me go on to the main reason why I haven't been making a new episode for this podcast recently, and it's that I've been caught up in this. Okay, I don't know why I'm holding it up like you guys can actually see it because this isn't a visual podcast. I wish it was, but I don't have a fancy fancy webcam for that. But okay, you can't see it, but I digress. Uh, It's a book called The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. And this book, B-O-O-K, is the main reason why I've been MIA. Since it kind of fucked me up, it it kind of like made me go insane, I would say the least, but we'll talk about that later on in the episode. So I love books, I'll admit it. I'm just living anomaly, why did I write this? I'm just a living anomaly because My podcast is named Dumb But Sexy, yet I love reading books, which arguably makes you a smarter person. 
I was such a complex written character. I know, I would definitely be the fan favorite in any reality TV show, in any book, in any TV show. I would be the most loved. Anyways, this book has become an instant favorite of mine. And that doesn't happen often. You may be asking why I had a change of heart with this specific book. And I, Detra Hay, will explain to you right now, right here. Spoiler free, of course. Now, on the third episode on Dumb But Sexy, The Song of Achilles? More like the song of my sobbing. Okay, I know it seems a bit redundant that I'm dedicating a whole episode to one book, but you guys just don't understand. The Song of Achilles is an absolute masterpiece. M-A-S-T-E-R-P-I-E-C-E. Now, uh, we're gonna ignore the fact that I would have spelled that wrong if I didn't write it down on my script, but that's not the point. English isn't my first language. But anyways, I don't know what's about it, but this book just possesses me, even right now, since I'm willing to dedicate this whole episode to convince y'all to read it. I thought this book was overhyped and I was ready for disappointment when I opened the book. But no, this book deserved all the hype, even more than Miss D'Amelio. And I, I'll admit it, I'm a D'Amelio stan, but it deserved all the hype it got and is getting at the moment. I dare say it will become a modern classic. <gasps> no. That's a big remark, but every time I open this book, the next thing I know, two hours have already passed and I read over 80 pages in a single sitting. I cannot recommend this book enough because it's been roughly a week since I finished, <laughs> but it's been on my mind ever since. Every single second of the day, I just think about scenes, quotes, characters, the settings. I just think about everything from this book ever since I finished it. But okay, wait. Before I go further on my tangent, let me explain the plot of the story because that that would help you guys to like know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> let me explain it right now. So it's a retelling of the Iliad, and contrary to the name of the book, it's actually not through Achilles' point of view. It's actually through his close companion, his close companion and childhood friend, Patroclus. Now, I don't know if it's pronounced Patroclus or Patroclus, but for right now, I'm gonna say Patroclus because that's how I said it in my head while I'm reading the book. So. This story is through the eyes of Patroclus from childhood to the events of the Trojan War. Oh yeah, I should also mention the Iliad is the story of the Trojan War, if you didn't know. Which I'm pretty sure you would know because we did study this in school. So I'm sure you know what the fuck an Iliad is, or like what the Iliad is. Now, okay, 
I digress. Um, you get to see his growing friendship and love. Yeah, love, L O V A, with Achilles, from when they were kids to the late twenties. It's a great story if you love Greek mythology, and really, who doesn't love Greek mythology? Though there are some aspects that the that divert from the original Iliad. This story is a separate entity, so it doesn't have to follow exactly what the Iliad foretold. Now, let's get back to the love parts because I personally didn't know this was a gay love story between Patroclus and Achilles. Because I went into this book blind, I didn't want to get spoiled. I didn't want to do anything. I just saw it on BookTube. Yes, <laughs> I'm on BookTube. It's a grand old time, but. It was a pleasant surprise to me that there was some form of romance that was beginning to blossom or bloom between the two, because I don't know, the gays just got it. Like hello, but I'll admit it caught me off guard for a second because I had to like double back. Like I feel like I got whiplash, not like actual whiplash, but I think my brain mentally had whiplash, and I said this to my friend. I I okay wait yeah I said this to my friend I told her I didn't know it was a gay love story and she said Dara the whole point of the book is that it's a gay love story that's literally what the book is well sorry gayetry <laughs> that I didn't know it's not my fault that I don't do extensive research on books I'm doing on books I'm reading because I don't want to get spoiled but anyways if you read or researched the Iliad. It's not a stretch to say that Achilles and Patroclus are indeed lovers. Now, this novel evokes so much emotion out of me. I said this once, and I'll say it again. It just possesses me. It's like I'm another person. <laughs> Let me. Go on and list the emotions I felt while I was reading this book, and they are as listed: warmth, happiness, relief, anger, confusion, sadness, grief, and satisfaction. This book made me bipolar. <laughs> Wait, that's not even two words that I listed. That's. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight emotions. So, I would say it made me octa polar. This is terrible. This book is a roller coaster, and honestly, that's the same as life. And guess what? This book. Goes through the whole life of Patroclus, so in a sense, you are experiencing the ups and downs of Patroclus's life. Speaking of emotions, I just want to go ahead and talk about how Patroclus's emotions were written towards Achilles because it's just beautiful. It's so. So 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 beautiful. B e a u t i f u l. Now I'll I'll admit it. This is one of the words I couldn't spell until I was in high school. So <laughs> I'm gonna proud of myself that I spelled it out. But at the same time, it's written in my script. So 
it's really not from the top of my head. But anyways, before we get into that, let me go on a little tangent about the history of gay culture during ancient Greece because it needs to be addressed. In ancient Greece, depending on the time period and location of where you were, being in love, well, I should rephrase this, um, a man being in love with another man was acceptable. Yes, they still needed to have they still needed to have wives, but having a male lover was socially acceptable. Now, going on to the wife part, women weren't having rights, and honestly, it makes me so upset because obviously, women have so much power, they have so much intuition, they have so much in them that make them so much equaler, that make them so much so equal to men, and that makes me so upset that even society today isn't like that. But anyways. That's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. So let me go back to gay culture in uh, ancient Greece. Now, again, depending on the time period and location of where you were in ancient Greece, because it would be historically inaccurate if I said it was throughout ancient Greece, because it wasn't. It was dependent. Again, this is my third time repeating this. It was dependent on the time period and location of where you were in ancient Greece, that this that a man having a male another male lover was socially acceptable, and I just hate how our history books just gloss over that because it's such an important part of history. Because how on earth did people over two thousand yes two thousand years ago accept homosexuality? Yet our society our society today still has. A stigmatism towards it. It's just ridiculous. It makes no sense whatsoever. And it makes me so upset that we just can't, that people can't love the people who they love. Like, it, oh, I need to calm down. I need to calm down because I'm getting very heated about this. But <laughs> anyways, back to the writing of Patroclus's emotions towards Achilles. It's beautiful. Notice how I just had like a tone change and how I had an emotion change between that. Honestly, I can be an actor. Not really, but <laughs> I have the spirit. Now, let me pull some quotes so you can get a sense of the writing and just how strong and beautiful Patroclus's feelings were written towards Achilles. So, quote one reads, He, brackets Achilles, is half my soul, the poet says. Quote two, I will never leave him, again Achilles, uh, it would be this, always, for as long as he will let me. Quote three, I would sail to Troy, I would, okay, let me repeat that, um, quote three, I would sail to Troy and I would follow even to death. And finally, quote four, we reached for each other and I thought of how many nights I had lain awake loving him in silence. Oh, that quote, that freaking quote just always gives me the chills. It's so well written. 
I always loved Greek mythology and I've read the Iliad and loved it. Yes, I read the Iliad. I don't remember the nitty gritty details, but I know the major plot points and really, that's all that counts. Greek mythology has been my childhood and I loved the stories of it all. Maybe a 12 year old shouldn't have been reading them, but in retrospect, I think I came out of it, okay? Like, I'll admit it, I was a Percy Jackson kid and I'm proud. Y'all don't understand because I was beefing with these Harry Potter kids. Since I don't give a flying fuck if you're a Ravenclaw, what I care about is who's your godly parent. That is what I care about. Because of that, I went into this book expecting to be disappointed, but girl, it did not disappoint. Not in the slightest bit. I was amazed. My jaw dropped. It was awful, really. Words can't describe my obsession with this book because I see myself rereading it and I will never, N-E-V-E-R, get sick of it. I would say that this book is a well-researched is well, this book is well-researched, and not only that, but it tells the story of two individuals really well. Like, it tells the story of two individuals really well. I mean, if I'm being honest here, that girl, Madeline Miller, has been writing the Saga Achilles for 10 years now, so like, this book better be well-researched and well-written. And guess what? It is exactly that. And that girl did not disappoint at all. She really is such a perfect person. And of course, there are faults in the book because as I said in the beginning, it doesn't truly follow the events of the Iliad. But I mean, like it does follow the events, but Sometimes it diverts from what originally was written in the Iliad, but I respect that it's its own entity, so there shouldn't be as much hate for that as I think there should be, but but it's all because Achilles isn't written as to how he was portrayed in the Iliad, because in the Iliad, it is stated that he is arrogant and stern to other people, but he is more sensitive and aware with Patroclus. So to explain why Achilles isn't written in here as he is in the Iliad, it's because the Song of Achilles is written in Patroclus's point of view, and his and in his view, Achilles is a man who is caring, loving, and empathetic. Which is not how he's, he is written in the Iliad for the most part, but when he's with Patroclus, he acts exactly how I just described. He only shows his loving side to Patroclus and no one else. Now, that is all I have to say for this book right now, and honestly speaking, I can go on for more, but I'll spare you guys the pain. Because... That pain will be reserved for my friends. So friends, my friends specifically, if you're listening to, if you're listening to this right now, if you thought this was hell, well prepare for more hell because I'll be annoying the heck out of you guys about this book. So overall, 
this book has become an instant favorite of mine, and depending on how badly it holds me, it may actually turn into my favorite novel, novel of all time. <gasps> I know. It's just that good. I can't recommend this book enough. And honestly, this is going to be one of the books I recommend to my friends if they're trying to get into reading. Because I also recommend this book called Pachinko. Pachinko is, my, is currently my favorite novel of all time because it's just so well written. And I don't think you can do any better than that. Like, it's such a good novel. And this might be on par with Pachinko. I just love those two books so, so, so much. And I'm usually really picky with the books that have this much popularity, but it's genuinely such an amazingly written, amazingly story, plot-driven book. That's the amazing thing. The Okay, wait. That the amazing things of this book book just overweigh the minor flaws it has yes it has flaws but it's so minor and it just doesn't matter at all because the um, the good things about this book just overshadow it just they just clear it they just clear the dust like it's just so good and i would solidly rate this book a five out of five stars and that's actually really rare for me I never give 100% to anything. So I really hope I helped push you to go and read this book. And if I didn't, then oh well, have fun missing out. Thank you so much for listening to me rant about a book because I know reading isn't for everyone. So I really appreciate you guys for sticking around and listening to me talk about the Song of Achilles. But anyways... Let me make this about me again. <laughs> um, did you guys notice how much better the sound quality of this podcast is? Yeah? Yeah? <gasps> it's because I got a new mic. Yeah. I finally gave in and bought a new mic. And honestly, this mic is hella crispy like it makes my voice so clear and it doesn't really catch the background noise as much and that makes me so happy it just makes me like oh my god i i'm so sorry um <laughs> but it's just so, this mic is so good and i don't regret buying it at all because honestly it's also a gaming mic yes i'm also a gamer guy i'm also a gamer boy so it has those like rainbow gradients and honestly it's a vibe because i also have led lights so having this mic on with my led lights it's kind of fire i like it i really like it a lot so um expect me to make more videos with this mic and expect my voice to be even clearer so anyways you guys should follow my socials and Again, I'll tell you all what it is right now. So my Instagram user is at therahey, T-H-E-R-A-H-A-Y. Again, my Instagram user is therahey, T-H-E-R-A-H-A-Y. And my TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube is under the same at, and that at is T-H-E-Y-N-Y-X. Again, my TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube is at 
T-H-A-Y-N-Y-X. T-H-A-Y-N-Y-X. Now, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and tune in for the next one. And I'll promise I'm gonna follow the schedule. Because I actually have mm, the next I actually have next episode script already out. Like it's already written out. So watch out for that and i'll be filming that really soon so i already have an episode for next week now i know this is the part you both you and me dread the most it's time for goodbyes and again i hope you guys enjoyed this week's this is so embarrassing (laughs) anyway oh right when i was about to end Okay, <laughs> let me just mute that. Um, let me try this again. Now, it's time for goodbyes. And again, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I'm Dara Hay, your host from Dumb But Sexy. And I hope y'all either make... Oh my god, why am I messing up today's intro? Oh, this is so... This is so humiliating. Okay. <laughs> I hope you'll either make or mate today your bitch. Goodbye.